0: Amen. All right. Well, let's get right into the teaching tonight. What we're going to do is we're going to I'm going to teach a little bit on prayer and then um, we're going to turn off the live stream and let you pray at home. And we're going to pray a couple of minutes here just as a church together. And I believe that, you know, sometimes we learn by precept and sometimes by example, sometimes by both. Precept and example. And so it's important to act on the word when you hear it. And that's what we'll do tonight as uh, we pray together. Ephesians chapter 6. Let's look at verse 10. And I'm going to read this, um, of course, out of the King James. And then I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. But this is uh, the King James, Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren. Now, this is something that he is... Uh, uh, ending his uh, letter to the church at Ephesus with, and I think many times in speeches or lectures, sermons, even and even um, you know in writing, we will save something that's very important uh, until the last, so that it is emphasized that there is a conclusion made that's very important, and we'll say things like, uh, "Let me leave this with you." So that you go out thinking about that and, um, uh, you know, you can compare it to somebody's last dying words. Right. What they say is going to be pretty important. Yeah. And so here he says, finally, my brethren, in conclusion here, I want you to, to really think about this because this is something that needs to be in your mind and your heart. And so he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So he is telling us that there is a contending going on, that we are contending with some uh, uh, evil forces. And the devil himself Strategies that he uses against our lives. Many times against ministries. He doesn't want the word preached. He doesn't want the spirit of God moving. He doesn't want to see people uh, born again filled with the Holy Ghost delivered and helped and provided for. Of course not. So there is an opposition that Paul wanted us to know about here by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And he said, arm yourselves. right uh, to be forewarned is to be forearmed so he's telling us that there are strategic attacks so the wiles of the devil would in another word for that if you know if you're not uh sure what wiles mean um king james it means that there are strategies there are plans of the enemy that he does watch and he does know some things about your life. And he wants to bring opposition. So here Paul's telling us to stand against the wiles of the devil. We have to arm ourselves. And so we'll go on and read a little further. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And we have to remind ourselves of this because many times we get caught up in people are our problem, you know, our mother-in-law is our problem, uh, our boss is our problem, and uh, we we fail to realize that our our real problem is this enemy that we're facing. And he is roaming to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. He's very real. You know, we grew up in a denomination that didn't talk too much about the devil. And um, they even had uh, a message at some point when the exorcist came out to declare that there were demons. And we were all shocked that they even said the word from the pulpit. (gasps) Demons, you know, <laughs> and, you know, we were just surprised that this, you know, was something that was real and from the Bible because we were not taught these things. Now, it's no excuse on our part. We should have read the word for ourselves. Amen. Amen. But many times we just go along with whatever uh, teaching is coming forth from a pulpit and we don't really read the word for ourselves. So we stay ignorant. We remain ignorant of the things of God. So we were shocked to find out that there were demons, that they were active, that the devil was real, that he wasn't like the devil ham little guy with the pitchfork, you know, that he was evil, very evil force, and that he um, is the God, little g, of this world, or we could say the world's system, the world's way of doing things. Um, so these... Uh, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places are very real. This is not play things, you know. And, and if you know anything about, uh, some of this that goes on in the world today, it's very, uh, active. This, this is very active and it's become more and more active in the United States. Witchcraft and, uh, and channeling and, you know, I could go on and on. So it's, uh, you know, it's very real and we need to not be uh, too uh, passive about this. Amen? Amen? And I believe that's what he's trying to tell us here. Verse 13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness. See, righteousness is right in the middle of this. It's so important to know who you are in Christ. Yeah. Because otherwise we can be very fearful of these things. And we don't. we need to be aware, but we don't have to be afraid. Right. Amen. Amen? We don't have to be afraid of the enemy because God has given us authority over the devil and over demon power. So that's great news, isn't it? Yes. We just have to take that authority and withstand with this whole armor that he has here. So the righteousness of God is so important to have knowledge of who you are in Christ, that you are right with God. Amen? So important to realize that. Verse 15, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And our pastor has such a wonderful teaching on that, even a book. Uh, a Deep, Subtle Peace, uh, that talks about these um, shoes that these Roman soldiers would wear that would absolutely ground them in battle yeah. so that they were so so steady and so uh, uh, stable that nothing could knock them over. Isn't that like what peace does for us? Yeah. Amen? It's such a powerful weapon, the peace of God. And we can have it yes. at all times. Amen. It's available. Now, that doesn't mean we, we always have it, but we can yes. always have it. You yes. can enter into His peace. Yes. Praise God, in the midst of a storm. So, uh, we see here, verse 16, Above all, taking the shield of faith we're with, you shall be able to quench some of the fiery darts. Wow. No, it says all. Wow. So everything that he can come at you with from his arsenal, you are able to stand up and stand against that. And actually, it says quench. Now, I know that um, here it says darts, but in the Amplified, it says flaming missiles. And I, I like to emphasize that because darts sound like a dart board or something, like no big deal. But um, we're talking about some serious attacks at times. And we've all been through those things. Some of you might be going through something right now like this. But thank God you are able to take that shield of faith and quench all the darts, all the missiles, all the arrows, one translation says, the arrows of the enemy, the wicked one. And look at 17, and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always. So we know that that's two separate verses here, but in the original it's all one, you know, and so it's not separated. So we have to know, too, that we could say it this way, take the Word of God praying it, praying the Word, <laughs> Amen. Yeah, to bringing it before the Lord. It's, it's, it's neat to know the scriptures when you're praying because that means you're praying His perfect will. Amen. When you're praying the scriptures. That you stand on these promises of God in prayer. And so it says pray sometimes. Yeah. No? Pray when you feel like it. <laughs> sometimes you just don't feel like it. Have you ever been that way? Or am I the only one? You just don't feel like it. But it doesn't matter. In fact, usually those are the times that you need to pray the most. Yeah. Amen. That you need to rejoice and sing and, and worship. And that is the highest form of prayer. Remember, worship and praise is the highest form of prayer. Yeah. So when you're rejoicing and worshiping, you are in prayer. Amen. Um, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And I love this, uh, what... uh I won't go into all of it, but Kenneth E. Hagin brought out in this teaching is really it means to be led by the Spirit in prayer. Amen? So you follow the Holy Ghost in prayer. Of course we would, right? We would follow His leading in prayer and not just go off on your own will or your own way, but find out the will of God. Find out what His purpose and Well, I just don't know what His will is. Then pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in in tongues. That's why He let, one reason, He allowed us to be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues because we don't always comprehend His will with our finite minds. (laughs) You know, I was going to say peanut brains, but I don't want to insult anybody. (laughs) But we don't always know, but thank God we can pray in the Holy Ghost and then even interpret those prayers at times and the will of God would come forth. I remember a time in my ministry when I was pastoring a church by myself. I had a friend uh, that came from out of town, and we were praying together, praying in the Spirit. And this friend of mine said, so, you know, you, you sometimes you even see things when you start praying in the Spirit. And sometimes that's how the knowledge comes. You'll see like a little mini vision, or you'll see yourself doing something, or calling somebody, or even preaching. I've... I've seen myself preaching things uh, or saying things, you know. Um, but anyway, she said, I see somebody coming up to you and giving you some property, but I also see they're not real happy about it. But I hear the Lord say, take it anyway. <laughs> take the property anyway. So, uh, you know, it's just real interesting. We weren't even praying about finances or property or anything. We we're just praying in the Spirit for the ministry. And uh, it wasn't too too much longer. My daughter and I were with, with this person, and uh, this person owned a piece of property that was really no good to them because they had signed an agreement that they wouldn't ever build on the property. So it was just kind of benign piece of property, you know, that you couldn't build on or do anything with. And um, my daughter said, you know, you ought to give that piece of property to my mother. And this person kind of got angry, like, why would I give my property away even if I can't use it, you know? And all of a sudden, that prayer time with this gal came back to me. And I thought, wow. And just under my breath, I said, in Jesus' name, I receive this property. And this person said, okay, I'll give it to her. So uh, I got the property and my relative knew, this is so interesting how God works, my relative knew the person who signed that contract and made it where you couldn't build. And he said, I could get him to change his mind to recant that and change that on the property. I said, really? He goes, yeah, he's a real good friend of mine. So he called him up and the guy said, sure, I'll sign it. So I go over to his house, sign it, sell the property, $67,000, just like that, from a prayer meeting, from a prayer. It all started praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen? And so, you know, people think, well, it's just a waste of time, or it's just... You know, you're just, oh, you just, know, uh, hours of prayer. But, you know, I don't think we prayed even an hour that whole, that time. I mean, sometimes you just go to the Lord and if you feel like you need to pray, you, and I've used that term loosely, you sense in your spirit that you need to pray, you need to pray with somebody, pray with them. You don't have to pray for four hours or, or you can if you want to, but I have learned something about you're standing in righteousness and grace, that my prayer time has been shortened by that because I know what belongs to me in Christ Jesus. And so you go to God in in a, in a different position of, well, I'm here, I'm boldly coming to the throne of grace, and I'm going to obtain mercy and find grace to help right now. Amen? So you come with that righteousness consciousness instead of sin consciousness, where you're trying to beg him or plead, or if I do pray five hours, Lord, will you do something? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna eke it out for five hours and I'm gonna stay right here in front of this clock and earn. You know, we try to earn things by praying a long time. And I and I'm sure God's saying, Well, I would have given it the first ten minutes if he would have just Come boldly to the throne, amen. And obtain it. Praise God. And you know what I mean. I mean, I don't I don't I'm not saying don't pray. Um, you know, I have seasons of prayer that are longer than others, but I tell you, I like what one minister said. He, you know, he prayed all the time. He wouldn't go 15 minutes without praying. He just always checking in with God. And I believe this is what Paul was saying here in Ephesus. He wasn't saying uh, you know, pray all the time and miss your work and don't take care of your children and don't cook supper for your husband and, you know, miss all your appointments because you're in prayer. He's not saying that. He's saying always be in touch with God. Yeah. Always. You know, one translation says stay alert. Amen? Stay alert and stay aware of the Spirit of God and always in contact with Him. Praying always with all prayer and supplication, being led of the Spirit, in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance supplication for all saints. And then, of course, we pray for him as a minister that utterance would be given, and that's such a good prayer for our pastor that he would open his mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. So these are things that um, I believe are so helpful in... Um, in our walk with God. And uh, I'll just read a little bit of this from New Living Translation. He said, A final word, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Uh, Stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're not fighting against the enemies of flesh and blood. Now the devil will make you think that. I had a friend of mine that ministered one time. She said that, you know, it's like a bullfight with a, a red cape and the bull is there and the matador and he's, you know, got this cape. And the, the, the bull is so mistaken and confused that he thinks that cape is his problem. And and if he just move over like, <laughs> and that little matador, usually they're very small, you know, uh, could just be, it was be creamed by this huge bull if he knew what the fight was about. But sometimes we get our eyes on people or circumstances and situations, and we get like we were singing tonight. You got to let the burden go because we get so burdened down with those things, and then we forget who the problem is, who the enemy is. Amen. And um, and I know there's flesh involved. I know about you know uh, things just that are natural things that sometimes we fight. I'm not thinking that everything is the devil all the time. However, (laughs) if it's bad, it comes from the enemy. The root cause is the enemy. So we have to remember that we have an adversary. The Bible says, don't be ignorant, that he is your adversary. Amen? So I want to remind you of that tonight. I know we all know it, but sometimes it's just good to know that uh, we 're being reminded of the battle that we 're in we don 't live in a in a picnic, we live in a war zone, yeah right, and we can rest in Christ we don 't have to be scared, but we do need to be aware hallelujah and and draw the line don't let him come and take advantage of you right. uh, my mother one time she had a horrible ear deal going on where she couldn't hear. And she was younger. You know, she didn't have a cold or anything, wrong congestion. It was just her ear. She just couldn't hear out of her ear. And she, it really upset her. Mother wasn't ever sick and didn't have any physical problems. So it bugged her a lot. And uh she said she prayed about it and, you know, and asked the Lord, you know, what about it and went on and on about it. So finally she said, you know, one day I just got mad. And I said, Satan, take your hands off my ear now. And she said, her ear popped open like that. So, you know, sometimes you just got to take authority. Amen. And really uh, mean what you're saying and say what you mean. Praise God. And he will flee. The Bible says resist the devil. And he will flee. So if he's not fleeing, we're not resisting. Because the Bible's true, right? So if we resist the devil, he will flee. And some translation said, as in terror. I love that part. Yeah. Get out. Amen. Get out. Praise the Lord. We have authority over you. So um, verse 13, Therefore put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy In that time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. You won't be mowed over and half dead. Amen. Amen? In fact, I think we come through battles much stronger and easier and, uh, and with better, better off than when before the battle because God's so good. And then, of course, verse 18, pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert. This is what I was saying a while ago. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Stay alert and be persistent. Amen. So we're going to take a little time now and we're going to say goodbye to our live stream. Hope you can take a little time here and pray because we're going to do that right now here. Um, I just believe that the Lord wants us to pray for our church.